joy, peace, tranquility, vibrancy, and wellness. Isn't this what you want instead of constant stress? That's what host Rochelle Lawson is going to help you with on Blissful Living. There are many ways to reduce stress, some you may not even know about. Doesn't a little peace and tranquility sound like just what you've been looking for? Relax for a few minutes with Rochelle. She's the queen of feeling fabulous. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Blissful Living. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson. And let's talk a little bit about intimacy and um, the lasting secrets to intimacy. So this might be a great show to gather your partner, your spouse, your significant other, sit back and relax together with a nice beverage on the couch or in your favorite chairs, maybe get something to write with and maybe not, Um, just sit back and relax and enjoy and listen, and um, you're going to learn some secrets to lasting intimacy or maybe how to recreate or re-spark that intimacy um, that may have died a little bit or dwindled off a little bit. Before we get started, though, I want to take this time to thank our guests um, for being on the show, but also to thank our sponsors. Our sponsors are the Health Healing and Wellness Company, and the Health Healing and Wellness Company is a holistic health and wellness company that um, focuses on your physical, mental, and spiritual well-being, and their premise is that if all of those are in balance, then you have no portal for illness or disease to come into you. And so they have many programs designed to help you achieve physical well-being or, you know, get your mind right or get your mind and your body right so that you can look and feel fabulous if you're having challenges with eating, sleeping, hormones, Life in general um, is definitely you want to check them out because they have many, many programs and uh, resources available for you to just help you step into the full uh, shining bright diamond that you are. And you can check them out at Health healingwellness.com and I know they're running some summer specials with regards to getting that body right for that bikini weather. Um, so check them out at healthhealingwellness.com. The next sponsor is a telecommunications installation company that's been around for just about 27 years. They've survived the dot-com bust and the real estate crisis and the construction crisis and the economic crisis and all of that. And they're still around helping their clients to make the right connections the first time when it comes to their network distribution and the backbone of how we communicate today with all this telecommunication stuff. Base um, data, fiber optic, cabling, wireless systems, you name it, that has to do with telecommunications, communications, and they can help you make the right connections for your business um, or your company. And so if you're looking for a company that has withstood the times of uh, what we've gone through over the last 27 years, then you want to connect with them. And you can connect with them at alldaycableinc.com. They are, again, All Day Cable Incorporated, and they can be found via their website uh, for more information at alldaycableinc.com. And so with that being said, I just want to jump into this show because, again, we don't often get um, guests that, 
talk about intimacy, let alone discovering the secrets to lasting intimacy. And so today we have two fabulous guests. Um, Let me tell you just a little bit about them. Now, over the past two decades, Dr. Ellsbeth and Freddie have assisted thousands of couples and singles creating lasting intimacy and fulfillment in their lives and relationship. They were featured on Showtime's documentary series, Sexual Healing, uh, not the Marvin Gaye song, <laughs> but series Sexual Healing and the Emmy Award-winning NBC show Starting Over. They are best-selling authors of Sexual Enlightenment, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Love, excuse me, How to Create Lasting Fulfillment in Life, Love, and Intimacy, and the co-founders of Tantra Nova Institute in Chicago. Now, as internationally renowned workshop leaders, they have led events for the Young Presidents Organization. I know that organization. Um, the Young Presidents Organization in Europe, Australia, and the U.S. at Kerpala Center for Yoga and Health in Massachusetts. That's one of my favorite places to go. Um, Isilin Big Big Shore, Big Shore in California, Loyola University and the University of Chicago. Now, both Elspeth and Freddie Zintal are beloved life and business partners, and they reside in the beautiful city of Chicago. So I would like to welcome both of you to Blissful Living. How are you two doing today? Absolutely fabulous and blissful being on your wonderful show. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much that you're doing oh, this you're, work. Oh, you're welcome. It's always good to have people that are feeling fabulous and blissful. I like that, Dr. Elsbeth. That's just so cool. Um, <laughs> and to have you guys um, on the show to talk about, I don't think I've ever had a guest in my eight years of doing this show um, that has really talked about intimacy, let alone the secrets to lasting intimacy. So um, I just want to jump in because I'm curious and I'm sure the listeners are curious and, you know, we just want to know about you and we want to discover the secret. So let's just dive in. I want to <laughs> ask you, <laughs> I want to ask you, how did you come to teach? How, wait, I'm going to just take it even a step back further than just teaching. How did you two meet? Oh, wow. What a great question. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we met uh, 16 years ago. But let's lead up to that because our backgrounds are an integral part of how we met. So, darling, would you? Sure. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was at the time in the software business in San Francisco, and I'd been in that for many years, like 20 years. And Mm -hmm. I had been studying this since I was 13 years old. Um, And what I know about this work is, inspiration, being inspired about my day, my life. And I wasn't feeling that with the work that I was doing in San Francisco. I was in the software business, the marketing side of that. And so I had, you know, like lost my way and I was looking for a reinvigorated um, inspiration in my life. So I had gone to college with with some friends in Chicago and there was an opportunity in Chicago work-wise. And so 
they flew me out here and you know I liked it. it they they were just coming out of the big thaw you know so I didn't realize I'd never really lived in cold weather but I didn't realize why people were so happy and so scantily clad and running around I said oh this is going to be great <laughs> it's still turned out to be great but those Chicago winters these winters are for real uh, anyway so I, I they moved me here <clears throat> that was 16 years ago and uh, I was single at the time and so I was online looking for Shakti a female tantra partner. And mm-hmm. I found Elspeth's profile online, and we met, and we immediately um, pooled our resources and created this work. She's on her own Tantra journey, which she'll tell you about. And uh, we've thusly been doing this for the last 16 years together, books, tapes, and we have an institute here in Chicago. And as you mentioned in our bio, thank you, travel all over the world doing this and teaching people how to be more fulfilled in their relationships, uh, love, and life. Oh, that's beautiful. That is really beautiful. So, Dr. Elspeth, do you want to chime in on your part? Mm-hmm. Yes. So, <laughs> I started a little before we met. So, like, um, two years before Freddie and I met, I was pretty down and out um, with respect to relationship, at that time I was a management consultant, had gotten good at that, but was miserable in relationship. I had this pattern of un- uh, attracting unavailable men. Mm-hmm. And while that was, you know, exciting at certain moments, but most of the time I was alone. Mm. And so one day I said to myself, Elspeth, if that happens more than once, you may have something to do with it. <laughs> so <laughs> I put myself on a path to really see what eluded me, you know, uh, because I did want to have lasting intimacy in my life. And um, so the journey took me to study Tantra. And in on that journey, what opened up was a tremendous healing, a tremendous clearing around my, I could call it sexual, emotional, spiritual self. And um, and what I discovered uh, there was that I had held distrust towards men. Like I had an early experience that came back in that learning, in that uh, tantric practice. Um, that uh, happened when I was 18 years old, very much in love with my first boyfriend. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, first time intercourse was very painful, so painful that I had to go to the gynecologist. And then the bill from the gynecologist went home to my house. My dad opened it. All hell broke loose. And that was really... A time when I closed off, I felt so alone, not understood, and, you know, Rochelle, this nanosecond decision I made at that time, which was like, men are never there for you when you really need them. Mm. So no wonder that there was, you know, somewhere a lack of trust. Now, if you had known me 20 years ago, you never would have thought or helped me or called me a, you know, distrusting bitch. I was charming. <laughs> you know, I was open. I was inviting. But underneath was that an undercurrent of a lack of trust. And that was for me to discover. And out of me discovering it and clearing it, 
um, which then, you know, mm-hmm. brought my beloved into my life six months later after that experience, mm-hmm. that learning. And ever since, I've been with him. And, you know, just to give the listeners uh, an idea why this is powerful, mm-hmm. it's that when we shift our internal frequency, because like energy re- attracts like energy. So if mm-hmm. I'm constricted and if I'm contracted, that is the energy that I attract. It's just a, you know, a law of physics. Right. So, so once by clearing myself and becoming a balanced, integrated self, that was the energy that I was radiating and guess who stepped into my life? Freddie Santal. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like you both came from, uh, you know, a world of business. Uh, I, too, am from the mm-hmm. San Francisco. I don't know if you're from the San Francisco Bay Area, Freddie, but I am, too, also. Oh, yeah. From yeah. I grew the, up there and was there through junior high school, lived in Sausalito on a houseboat, as a matter of fact. Oh well, you 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 look. I was down in San Jose, which they call the South Bay. Born in San Francisco, in the South Bay. You know, mm-hmm. went to school, yeah. became an electrical engineer, couldn't get a job. Oh, wow. Went back to school, became a nurse. Um, wow. But <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's it's just you, you, we get caught up in the business part, and then right. they hear like. You know, um, Dr. Elspeth talk about how she was, you know, in management, management consult. That's just very, you know, very uh, linear, as I like to think. And so yeah. here I am, you know, an Ayurvedic health practitioner's practitioner with a whole yeah. different arena, right? And here you mm-hmm. guys are in Tantra is, mm-hmm. you know, part of Ayurveda, um, one of the one of the aspects of it. So here you guys, you two are, you know, coming. We're all coming from. What I'm trying to say is, we're all coming from this business tech type of world. And, yeah, and, and I think that's given know, us a great grounding to right, do business. Right, and the synchronicity of you know just finding our path to something that's much more beautiful and much more meaningful. Um, I can hear it in your voices that um, it's definitely where you are meant to be, and you guys were definitely meant to intersect on each other's path to bliss, as I like to call it. So that, I think, is just very, very beautiful. Now, I want to direct this question towards Dr. Elspeth because I, I detect the accent. Where are you originally from? I was born and raised in Germany, in Stuttgart, oh. Germany. Yes, oh. and ca- came to this country in my late twenties uh, to do postgraduate uh-huh. work in music in Cambridge, Massachusetts, and oh, then wow. I stayed. Yeah, that was in 1978, and you know. Oh wow! Yes, yes, yes. So. Wow, that's beautiful. And and so, how? Um, I know you guys shared that you had, you know, you had a separate journey to meet, so to speak, or to have your path intersect. But mm-hmm. how did you come about um, Tantra? Um, and if you could just take a moment and just share with the listeners um, what that is for you, that would be great. Because I'm sure they're probably like, what is that? What are they talking about? Intimacy? What does what that got to do with intimacy? <laughs> so if you could just, I know, but you know, yeah, yeah. I'm just yeah. If you could take a moment to share, that would be wonderful. Sure. Um, 
Well, I, as I mentioned earlier, I was first introduced to these practices when I was 13. My father is a psychiatrist. He's retired now. At the time, I was we were living in Hawaii, uh, and I was going through my puberty and spending a lot of time in the shower. So <laughs> he took pity on me, thinking I was probably going to hurt myself in there, and gave me a book on how to integrate meditation and sex, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that was my first exposure. So, you know, I was just coming into sexuality, and so my girlfriend loved loved it, I loved it, and and so on. So I kept reading and doing workshops through college, and uh, well, certainly reading and through college, and then doing workshops more so as an adult after college. But, you know, I never really thought I would teach this, but I kept it in my life and my relationships and, you know, kept collecting books and reading and so on. And so when I moved here, uh, meeting Elsbeth, who was, you know, a little later in her journey in Tantra, but she had been... Uh, quite a few years in it when I met her and she had gone through a a certification program to teach this. So I subsequently went through the same program as a two-year program in in Hawaii. And so, and then we we formed our own curriculum and and our own business and that was 16 years ago. And it's really, as you mentioned, it's been a fulfilling aspect of who we authentically are as individuals and collectively. We wouldn't have created what we have now individually. We may have done something, but it wouldn't have looked like this. It may have been better right. or less or whatever, but it wouldn't have been this. And the working together has really been a fulfilling um, you know, aspect of my personal growth. You know, because you learn so much in relationship, and you know, divorce rates are at an all-time high. Oh you know, my goodness! Like that, yeah. Uh, Till death do us part, and the fine print should read, unless you really piss me off. You know? Yeah, unless but, you don't take the trash out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if something is as simple as that, you know. So you know, people learning how to get out of their own way to allow the other to be who they are and see the things that really work in the relationship can really be. Um, aspect of personal growth that you otherwise wouldn't get if you were alone. Right. That's so, beautiful. Yeah. Um, this, we've got a lot to say about that, but I, I don't want to you know, take okay. up all the airwaves. <laughs> yeah, no, that's cool. I, I, I thank you for sharing. So now, um, let's dive in. Let's do the deep dive. How did you come to teach about the secrets to lasting intimacy? Because I'm sure that's a goodie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm sure you experimented a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, let me share a little bit about what tantra is, so so people can get the listeners can get a better sense. So, tantra Thanks. yoga is the yoga of the energetic body, the original form of yoga. And you, of course, uh, Rochelle, know this from your training. Most of the forms of yoga that we do in the West are the yoga of the physical body. Um, However, we can learn to connect with our energetic self, and Tantra yoga uh, includes the learning also of our sexual self in a way that we can become more conscious to it. So when Freddie said that he learned the integration of meditation and his sexual self, it's very much what we call now sexual meditation, where we combine meditation and like our orgasmic experience. Uh It's different from masturbation. It's different from, you know, mutual lovemaking, which is all wonderful. There's nothing, you know, totally great. However, we take this to another level 
that is only available actually through these ancient practices where we learned it and where it was transmitted. Uh, one is the tradition of Tantra from East India, and the other mm. one is uh, comes from China and is called Taoism, the Tao of sex. Uh-huh. So these both, both of these traditions subscribe to becoming aware of the life force energy that runs through us all the time. Most of the time in a non-aroused or subtle state, just like right now. And then at certain moments, it's a little bit aroused or a lot aroused, you know. And so we, what we learn um, in the practice is not just to be like at the effect of the energy or of the arousal, which is we can do this at moments, but we want to expand further in being able to stay in the energy and circulate the energy Mm. and guide the energy both for health purposes, for connecting with our love energy and our heart, for channeling it up into our third eye where we can use it for you know, turbocharging our ideas, our projects, uh, to realize our goals. So a whole new world shows up once we learn the practice of conscious breathing and channeling our sexual energy. And then we can bring this into our relationship where we circulate that wonderful nectar together. Oh, that sounds so yummy. You know, you 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 said uh, some really interesting things because I'm a a huge fan of Napoleon Hill, and one of the things he talks about of many many wonderful wise things. It's just amazing that this was done, you know, seventy, eighty, ninety years ago that he wrote this stuff, and it still applies as if it was written yesterday. But he does talk about utilizing sexual energy for transmutation of um, yourself into a better person and to be able to tap into that energy to obtain whatever it is you're trying to obtain. And so what you said was just kind of put me on the track, you know, back to thinking about what he said. And I'm like, there's so, the world today thinks of sex as, you know, how many can I have? Let's see who I could conquer next, you know, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of people today have don't have that energetic connection within which, you know, the tantric experience um, can unleash for them. And so it's beautiful to have you on the show to to share that because um, it's not necessarily all about, of course, we all want the orgasm and all of that, but it's not necessarily about there's so much more that comes from that that can enlighten our way and our being and enhance our energy that I don't mm-hmm. think people realize. I think they just, you know, think about the gratification, but they don't understand and all of the energy behind it. And so it's beautiful that um, you you're t- you two are here to, to enlighten us about this. Mm. Yeah, well, you, to, yeah, go ahead, Freddie. I was going to say that it's when I always say this to our uh, classes and, and workshops, that we aren't sharing anything with you that you don't always, already know. It's a rediscovery. So right. that sexual energy and that, that prana life energy that Elspeth spoke of earlier is running through us all the time. And oftentimes, you know, energy is one. You can do, you know, it starts out as just like electrical energy. You can power a car, mm-hmm. a generator, or a light bulb. But when it manifests as sexual energy, it is unique in that it creates life and it's pleasurable. Those are the mm-hmm. elements of its manifestation in that energy in that form. 
So when you bring consciousness to the sexual, the elements of creativity and pleasure start to show up outside of the sexual experience in the process of living itself, in the simple process mm -hmm. of living itself. And that's, you might say, oh, well, that sounds a little woo-woo, you know, but actually the whole thing is woo-woo when you think about single-celled amoebas <laughs> and multi-celled organisms and a universe that goes on for ad infinitum. So the process is to gleaning this transmutation of energy that Napoleon Hill spoke of is really in the process of integrating the meditative or observer piece of our ability. And that's watching the narrative because oftentimes we have a story, an upset or an opinion or an old experience, and that's all we know as our reality. Mm -hmm. When we can actually b develop the capacity and the accessibility and familiarity of being able to step just a little bit away to watch the story, then we can choose something new. Now, what's unique, that's not so unusual in terms of what people know and general information about meditation and our thoughts and our stories and, you know, you can, what the mind can uh, conceive, can achieve and, you know, and so on. Uh, we are what we mm -hmm. think in that. But what is unique right. about what we're sharing as a transformational process is working consciously with sexual energy. Ooh, that's beautiful. So how does meditation play into all of this? Because I, I love to meditate, and I've been meditating uh, since I was a very young kid and um, and have had some profound breakthroughs, transformations, enlightenment, guidance, all of that. Um, but... I don't think I've ever did any type of meditative work when it came around to my sexual energy. So mm -hmm. how does meditation um, play into this experience of having this, you know, beautiful energy that we, we naturally want um, to just, I guess, blossom even further? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for, for that question. So, you know, when you go into a meditative uh, space or anyone who meditates or we could also call prayer a meditative space what the 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 key characteristic of that is we come to stillness you know that is actually the place where we're like oh you know we did a, used to have a, a youth program and mm -hmm. we took these teenagers 15 to 18 year olds always started with meditation, with conscious breath and parasympathetic breath. And initially, you know, they laugh, they feel embarrassed, but within the next couple of hours, they are totally into it. And mm -hmm. they drop into it much more quickly because they don't have so much going on in their brain, you know, as we have right. accumulated memories. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, they loved, they came back, it was a summer camp for, for five days. You know, they loved to come every day and just sit still because that was a moment when they were not tortured by the emotions or by the fears what was going to happen next or if they were good enough or competitive enough, you know. Mm -hmm. So this place of stillness that we tap into through meditation, including becoming aware of the busyness of our mind, you know, mm -hmm. which without becoming aware of it, we don't even know that we are busy in the mind. So just imagine that you drop into that place that you so just love when it becomes still and it's smooth 
And then we use the breath because the breath is connected with flow of energy in the human being. And how we know that is, you know, when someone dies, when the breath goes, life force energy goes. So they go together, and if they go together in dying, they must go together when we are alive. So we learn to guide the breath, to watch the breath, so that we actually can uh, follow the energy that flows through us already from the base of the spine to the top of the head and back down again. In the same way as blood flows through us all the time, we don't get up in the morning and have to plug ourselves in to get our blood flow going. It goes all the time. So does right. energy, life with energy. Now, when we become aware of it through the breath, we can actually affect that flow. We don't generate the energy, but we can affect the flow of energy. And so we can then affect orgasmic energy because sexual energy is energy. And then it just has a higher frequency, you know, when we get aroused. So that is, so what we combine is the conscious breath, the watcher or being aware of that flow. And then we guide that breath from our sexual center, the orgasmic nectar, as Freddie likes to call it, up mm, into like the heart. <laughs> Don't you? Yeah, it <laughs> sounds so, yummy. <laughs> yeah, it's so well it with is. blissful living. I mean, right. really. <laughs> so we can then guide that energy, that uh, aroused energy, up into the heart center that allows us to open our heart. And the men, and I think Freddie may want to talk about it, there's a whole other dimension that shows up because he can learn to, for one thing, he can learn to have multiple orgasms, which is Ooh. not usually the case for men. Right, right. And by foregoing the ejaculatory reflex. So he learns how to use his pelvic floor muscle and to use the breath. And then he can stain and circulate his wonderful nectar, not only for three minutes, no, for half an hour, for 45 minutes. Mm. So do you want to say more, darling? Yeah, I'll add yeah, to that. Yeah, Freddie, um, please share. Yeah. So I'm for the man, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, absolutely. I have a men's workshop, and it's always wonderful to have guys come in and get for the first time that they can actually integrate the masculine-feminine dynamic grounded in their masculine and really connect better with themselves and more efficiently with their partners or uh, female tantra partners. So, um, or thing, male partners. Or male partners, right. Yeah. Um, the thing about it for men is that we, from day one, are run by our little head. Look, ma, no hands, you know. <laughs> and we're run by that <laughs> little, you know. By yeah, all, I've got our three whole boys. Life. I can totally relate to that. <laughs> right. So, you know, the thing of it is, is for guys to really learn, and you know, and we're kind of, and we're also socialized to not show our feelings, not show our intimate side or our vulnerable side, and that limits us further in terms of the the uh, the possibility of expanding our emotional range. Um, so, consequently, in a relationship with a woman who is much more adept at, you know, um, bilingual, if you will. Um, left brain, right brain, you know, analytical, emotional, boom, boom. And so for guys to learn how to really expand their emotional um, language is a first piece. The second piece is really starting to transcend 
how this old story of possessiveness and jealousy and is it big enough, is it too hard, and conquest and lust and so on has us. It's starting to really step away through, again, working consciously with the witness, the observer, through working with the belly breath, and then working with uh, life force or, or sexual energy in its aroused state really begins to shift how uh, one can learn to use this energy. See, when you're in the sexual energy, whether you're doing this work or not, we're more open, loving, vulnerable, receptive, chemically we're changed, oxytocin release, endorphin, serotonin, and then also breathing parasympathetically consciously, which puts us in a chemical state of ease. We're much more connected to a lot of the background noise, if you will, that keeps us unconscious to a lot of the things that we create in our life. And that's how wow. this becomes a transformational process. Wow. Wow. You said it. I mean, I, I was right trying to write up right as fast as you were, were talking because you, you gave a lot of nuggets of gold mm-hmm. for the men yeah. that listen to the show. I mean, women, if you're listening to the show and your man ain't listening or <laughs> men, if you're, if your significant other is a man and he's not listening, you need to you need to have him listen to this show because, um, you know, Freddie just said a mouthful there, which was like beyond beyond anything I've ever ever really thought about. Now, yeah, op- and and you can see the the validity when you step away and you think about it. You go, yeah, because you check your own reality and you go, yeah, right. Right. Now, you know, and this is great. I want to also put out a disclaimer or not a disclaimer, a claimer, whatever you want to call it, an enticer. But for the millennial generation out there who really is about the one and done or the conquest or how many can I get or, you know, -hmm. you know, um, I have had some young ladies come to me recently and have said, you know, they're just having they're struggling with relationships with the guys their age. And it's, Mm. you know, because it's all about me right now and and I'm not saying it's any different than when I was younger or you guys right. you know when we were younger but it seems to be more out front than when mm. we back in our day back in our day it was probably more subtle you know mm. girls were trying to figure it out but you know but but nowadays it, it seems to be more out front and so the mm. girls are getting really discouraged because you know they're 24 25 26 27 years old and they mm. want to develop a relationship with someone that they can give that full unadulterated intimacy to really let Mm. go and get into, you know, being free flowing. And Mm. uh, they're afraid to do that because they're not sure that the guy that they're with or the guy that they're seeing is one ready for that. And two, that he's not going to take that energy, utilize it and then break their hearts. And so, If any of you guys out there have any millennials that you know, you also want to share the show with both the guys and the girls, the ladies, because I think it's something in in what um, Dr. Elizabeth and, and Freddie is sharing with us today uh, with regards to sexual intimacy. It's so much more than sex. Um, mm. So, you know, to... Um, um, some people have some blocks, and I know Dr. Elspeth talked about in the opening her blocks and, and what she came to realize what what it was and what was why she was attracting what she was attracting. Um, but to ask you guys to answer this would be great. How 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 does one release blocks from the past that no longer serve them, 
and keep them from experience the fu- experiencing the fulfillment in life, love, and intimacy. For instance, like what Dr. Elsbeth shared, I could tell a story of a young woman that, you know, she gave her heart and soul to someone and found out that other, the guy was also thinking he was had her thinking he was giving his heart and soul to her, but he was also giving it to someone else as well and chose the other person. And so um, that is going to become a block for her because she thinks now she cannot give her heart and soul to anyone because if she does, this is what what happens, and it's happened a few times. So how how do we release from these blocks of the past that keeps us from that true fulfillment in life, love, and intimacy? Yeah. So... Uh, that releasing or clearing of blocks is really because just like for me, for this young woman you just shared about, what's to be seen is that there's something within us that this brings this about. So this is not a fault question, oh, I'm doing something wrong. No, it's like a blindness. You could call it cognitive blindness or, you know, just something we don't see, however we you know, we do it, we generate it right. over and over again. Um, and so there is something to be explored uh, where this may be coming from. So in our work, we have a certain process that we call a recall process where we guide, um, you know, the couples or singles who come in our workshops or one-on-one sessions through a process that will allow them to tap into an earlier experience that may have been, you know, when they were an infant or a child or adolescent related to love, sex, or intimacy. And in this nonlinear process, things pop up and sometimes it's perhaps also indicated in a feeling, in the body, in a sensation. And so we follow that because in our work we know that the body never lies. So even if I think in my head something, which may just be overlayering something, um, the, the wisdom of the body is a great place to check and to connect. And so in identifying what that may have been uh, early on, you know, relationship with one's dad or, you know, like the dad not coming home one night and usually every night he came back and from work and playing with a a kid, one day he doesn't come home. And the child, not knowing what happened, immediately goes into reaction of, oh, he doesn't love me anymore. You know, that is like feeling rejected, for example. But then, and then we learn to cope, and then we forget it. But that doesn't mean that it's not underneath. Right. And that is what we want to access. And, of course, there, if it uh, has to do with sexual abuse or physical abuse, or just like the story about uh, the dad not coming home one night and feeling no longer loved, um, all kinds of different scenarios uh, that may have happened that still live on the cellular level of our being. And that is what we want to access. And by opening that up, then we also teach certain 
you know, practices, both um, release practices like body work practices, mm -hmm. sexual release practices that couples do with each other, um, to also let the body release it, like the cellular level can be cleared out. Mm. And, um And you can imagine, Rochelle, you know, that there are also memories on the cellular level in our sexual center. So for the woman whose sexual center in Sanskrit is called yoni, which means sacred mm. space, mm -hmm. there may be memories residing, as it actually was for me, on the walls, in the walls of the yoni, inside. And you oh, can wow. only get to them if we actually touch those places. But of course, we don't know when we start right. with it. It's like a journey that's an exploration into discovery. Wow. Wow. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I, I can't keep up with my, my pencils trying to keep up with what you're saying. <laughs> because there's so much information it's like i actually feel like i'm in a therapy session myself not you know not you know what i mean but it's like you've got me thinking about like stuff that you know i'm i'm pretty open i'm pretty you know energetic i you know i mind my chakras you know i do but it's like wow you know there's some mm. things that you just touch you stated that i was like thinking well gee i wonder you know so it, it has me not analyzing myself but opening up my mind because I realized, I mean, I knew, but it's like it's come to the forefront. Yeah, I do have some blocks in some areas. And, well, if I was able to release those blocks, watch out, world, here I come. Right. But you know what I mean? <laughs> you know, it's just, but in a good, not in a, like, sexual type of thing, but in the energy that's going to enhance my whole physical, mental, spiritual, emotional being so mm. that I'm vibrating at such a much higher level that I think, you can only accomplish when you tap into this energy um and in, in this this way of being that you're that you're sharing with us today so it mm. i think it's just beautiful i mean it's i'm just mm. finding it so fascinating and and i'm supposed to be the inner you know i'm supposed to be chatting with you so um, well you are you're doing a great I, job and i think we're getting the information out there let me say um, this that in yeah. in um in our process to um create something that we deeply desire and it seems to elude us. The reality is there's nothing, nobody out there keeping us from doing it but ourselves, right, in most instances. I mean, I could say I want to be free if I'm in jail and I'm going to still be in jail, yet I can right. still create freedom within. Like, for instance, Nelson Mandela wrote in his book when he was in jail, He um, was, you know, was he was in jail and he was going to be executed. It, would, it had come down, the orders had come down. He was going to be executed, and like anyone, he was pretty upset. Right. And when he accepted his death, he was calm and became very kind to his jailers and kind to his jailmates. Nothing had shifted. He was still in jail, but he had shifted it from the inside out. So, in this work, um, like you said, there are things. Look out, world! If if you change these things, whatever those things are, right? Right. Well, you know, when there's something that we want, then there's just really watching the resistance and all of this stuff of watching the resistance and then moving towards what we want to create in our visualization, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
becomes more difficult when we have all the static going on. So again, working consciously with sexual energy and all the dimensions that we've with the breath and uh, witness and and um, working with sexual energy, aroused energy. Again, when we're in that energy, we are shifted, right? We're much more receptive. So a lot of the total felt sense of the story that goes on that Elspeth talked about, the feeling of the the of the emotion of the experience that happened, for instance, with the woman that you talked about that had the relationship or um, any of those uh, situations, we begin to get a sense of uh, and, and a witness to all of that stuff that kept us locked in it, kept us fearful from moving forward. Do you follow? I totally follow you. I, I mean, I totally mm-hmm. understand what you're saying, and, and it, I, I think the listeners um, get it as well. It's just experience. It's just um, interesting because you know this is not something that is like really talked about in mm. mainstream, but it's so very important because mm-hmm. um, if we tap into our energy or if we allow this part of us to be re- to be un un uninhibited in a in a positive way um mm-hmm. we make the world a better place mm-hmm. or if you know starting with our world we make our world a better place and if you can make your world a better place then that becomes contagious yes. and you can make you know what i mean it's like if someone starts laughing you know i'm sure you guys have heard about someone starts laughing no one knows what they're laughing but pretty soon the next person starts laughing and then yes. they, and pretty soon you've got a whole people of la- room laughing and they're like well what are we laughing about i don't know but you know and so it's just like the contagion or someone sneezes or someone you know that all that kind of stuff you know someone sneezes yes. and someone else will sneeze you know it's just it's just that energy and so why not put this kind of energy to get usage so that we make our world a better place which becomes comes contagious this yeah. is, I know it's a real big dream I have, but, you know, well, you just never step know. By step, individual yeah? exactly. by individual. And exactly. you do it in your way, and we do just one couple at a time and one single at a time, and then we just uh, believe that there's a ripple effect because they affect their family, they affect their friends, their associates, you know. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it's it's a ripple effect. And, you know, I would call it being in the flow. Yeah. And it's really I... that wherever there's stagnation, it doesn't matter if it's physical, like if our arteries are clogged up or if our energy flow is clogged up, you know. Right. That produces dis-ease. You know, and mm-hmm. so by coming into the flow within within our body, within our heart, being connected from our sexual to our emotional heart center to our spiritual center, there's a reintegration available that we call actually returning to our original self. You know, when mm-hmm. we come into this world, when we are flexible in the body, we are not attaching to emotions. An infant is just totally flowing. You know, and then we grow a little older, and then we start, you know, resisting and not getting what we want. And <laughs> and that's all part of growing up, so there's nothing wrong right. about that either. Right. It's just, uh, you know, how can we return uh, to flow and live a blissful life? Right. Oh my goodness. I, I, it's like, oh my God, I have so much I want to, I want to say and get in and and you know, I don't. I only have so much time with you, but it's been. It's a, just a beautiful, beautiful experience. Now, I just, um, I just want to 
ask you or I want you to share with the listeners um, how they can experience an instant love connection with their partner, avoid those debilitating fights, and mutual accusations. Can you just share a nugget of gold on that? Yes. So this is the great thing about this hands-on practice, so to speak. You know, um, we learn, uh, we uh, call what we do like a learning in action approach. Unlike when we go to therapy or counseling, it's usually we talk about something which has its place. I have done it in my life and it was useful at certain moments. However, it also has its limitations because the experience lives in the body and in action. So how can we shift out of a mood of conflict into a mood of connection and listening and, you know, that intimate bliss? So when I'm angry, you know, it's the last thing uh, to connect uh, with Freddie for me. You know, I'm angry at him. No, just uh, just want to distance myself, all of that. However, right. so he and I, we have this agreement, and that's really based in the tantric practice that we have been practicing for years, is that we have the agreement when one of us is angry to not counter not to bottle or rebuttal, um, but actually to sometimes just a cue of let's breathe. Mm. And then given that we had, have given the other one the permission to say that so I don't get angry even further, what is he telling me now? You know? Why no. is he telling me to breathe and I want to yell at his yell at Right. right? Yeah. No, because I said I would do that. So I breathe into my belly because the belly is the place where we activate the parasympathetic nervous system and that's the feel-good nervous system, gets us faster into that still place. Um, We also, what we do at times is that, you know, when I'm angry, Freddie may just come over and place his hand on my chest. And that means let's breathe together. And then we breathe in together, and we breathe out together. And we do this a few times, and that alters totally the state of mind and the state of being. And from that state, I can voice what I was angry about without all the charge. I can Mm. say, you know, darling, could you just... When the laundry is done, could you just take it out of the dryer, right. you know, and fold it instead of, again, he didn't do it, and you know, like <laughs> this. Yes. And sometimes these are these little things, you know, where we get so triggered. Um, And so, and this needs to be practiced. It doesn't just come by saying, yes, let's do this the next time. No, I have to practice to alter my state of mind and being through my own practice of conscious breath, then doing the partner practice of conscious breath. And the third piece is then to learn to really, when I make an agreement, I keep my agreement. You know, like... When we agree to each other, when one of us reminds us of breathing, we'll do it. You know, right. it's just like, oh no, today I don't remember my agreement. No. 
So those are essential pieces to shifting out of conflict, out of difference I have with my partner into connection. Mm. Wow. I'm writing. <laughs> um, wow. I that's that's I'm gonna have to try that. Mm-hmm. I take it that it works with fiery people as well as the not so fiery as well, as long as you have that agreement, right? Is right. the agreement the agreement is the key part because I know I'm super fiery when I'm heated. I'm just heated, right? I'm like yeah. the mm-hmm. volcano in Kilauea. Um, mm-hmm. However, like you said, when he, you know Freddie put his hand on your chest, you're like, "What the heck you're doing? What are you doing? I want to, you know." But if you establish an agreement prior to that, so when that does happen. I think it does a lot of things for you, and um, it allows you to avoid the conflicts and, you know, fights. And some, yeah. sometimes they're so silly, but, um, you know, all that garbage so that you can have and experience, um, you know, better better intimacy with one another. Yeah, actually what we... Um you know, we thought this may come up in our conversation because where can the listeners, everybody who is listening uh, in, how could you take this further so that it's not just a conversation we had today, but how could you take it to, into your life? And we thought we would share with you and everybody who is listening a gift, which is Please. our cr- our Creating Intimacy and Love DVD, a download. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, because oh my goodness. there are the very practices we are talking about. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much. This is beautiful. I mean, it's like, you know, we've been talking, and, um, and lo and behold, you know, we've been talking for a while, but to me it only seems like we've been talking 15 minutes because um, – you both have such a beautiful, calming presence. I can feel the energy. Um, but the subject is so near and dear, and we have so much strife in our world today and so much anti-typing, you know, tapping into the love and of the beautiful aspect of se- sexual energy. Um, it's just like you guys are saying so much, but it seems like it's only been 15 minutes. And it's like, oh, my God, it's just like you know oh my gosh and so it's it's beautiful so thank you for the gift and and I do I want you two to share because we didn't even touch scratch listeners we didn't even scratch the surface here we just you know we just gave you um I tried to give you as much as possible and so then Dr. Elsa and Freddie we but um we didn't even scratch the surface here so I want you all to listen up as to how you can get more. Um, So can you two please share, you know, thank you again for the beautiful gift. And it will be on the website, you guys, the link, all their information. But can you share, are you guys, do you guys have any events coming up in um, Chicago? Um, Are you going to be speaking anywhere, appearing anywhere, anything? Can you share that with the listeners for us, please? Totally. So first is free gift and then... How what's coming up here in Chicago. So the DVD is called, the download is called Creating Intimacy and Love. And in the 
introduces you further to these foundational practices of conscious breath, of moving energy, really connecting with yourself in a whole new way. And then you can do this with your partner if you have a partner in your life as well. Um, and you can uh, get this download at www.createintimatelove.com. Create intimatelove.com and then the the events that are coming up here in Chicago we have our foundational secrets to lasting intimacy workshop it's a co-ed workshop on July 14 through 16 uh, and then in August I teach an all women's workshop uh, August 18th through 20th um, and also, if anyone would like to join us at our monthly online class on the 20th of June at 8 p.m. Central, uh, 6 p.m. Pacific, um, once you get the DVD, you are automatically, automatically getting the invitation to the online class as well. So it's a free class. So, wow! So you you guys you hear that now to get the DVD of creating intimacy and love, you go to, of course, triple W, but createintimatelove.com, and then there's going to be a workshop July 14th through the 16th in Chicago, and then Dr. Elspeth is going to hold a workshop. Uh, a woman's workshop in Chicago, uh, August 18th through the 20th. And I'm sure, you know, you can connect with them on social media. Now, is there a website that, you know, people can go to if they, you know, want to get on your list or? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, it's what is tantra, that? Yeah, com. T A N T R A. N O V A like Tantra Nova like Supernova <laughs> Tantranova.com. Okay. Okay. And um, there are all the workshops laid out and Freddie oh, is also great. doing a men's workshop in Austin, Texas in October twentieth uh, or the twenty first and twenty second. It's a weekend. Really? Yeah, where he teaches that what he shared about men and, you know, learning how to circulate their wonderful masculine sexual energy throughout their body, throughout their being. And, uh, of course, these practices are given as homework. Um, so uh, people don't need Interesting, to... Interesting, because I, um, I'm i going to be down in um, the San Antonio area um, for a couple months, and San Antonio is only an hour from Austin. So it's yeah. like, you know, driving from San Jose to San Francisco. Well, probably not nowadays, but back in the day when it took about 45 minutes to an hour, <laughs> now mm -hmm. it probably takes like two and a half hours with all that traffic. Um, but, yeah, I would love to um, spread the word to all the guys that I know yeah. um, 
There, we're the, again, going to be doing a presentation on a Thursday at a meetup group. I don't know if you have to be a member or how that works, but it's it's advertised. We can send you the information. That might be something. Oh yes, please do to. send me the information information because um, I do have a couple of meetup groups. But not only that. Uh, I do uh, connect with a lot of people in the community, and so again, you know, the more more people that you can just give the information to, the better it is, right? The better it is. Right. So, um, wow, that's that's so cool. Wow. So yeah. there you guys have it. You know, we have Dr. Elspeth and Freddie on Blissful Living sharing words of wisdom with you with regards to discovering the secrets to lasting intimacy. And again, I said we just touched the surface, but at least you got some really juicy nuggets of gold to take forward, and you can get more when you connect with them at createintimatelove.com for the free gift. And then you can go to their site, tantranova.com, um, to connect with them. And so with that being said, I would like mm-hmm. to thank both of you for being a guest on the show today. Yeah, it was thank a pleasure. You so much. Yeah, thank and you so much, Rochelle. We'll see you, you in Austin. Just, yes, for sure. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And um, I want to thank all the listeners for tuning in. Please feel free to share the show with everyone you know, love, care about, and that are just okay or if you don't like them. Um, please feel <laughs> free to share the show with everyone because, again, you heard what we talked about. It starts with you. And then if you make your world a better place, it's a domino effect. You'll affect someone, whether you smile at them, you share information about, you know, Dr. Elspeth and Freddie, you know, you just feel uplifted and you and you tapped into discovering the secrets to how to get your lasting intimacy with your partner, Um, you know, all of that is just going to vibrate and radiate from you. And so if you could share that energy and share the show, it would be forever grateful to you. And I want to thank our sponsors, the Health Healing and Wellness Company, as well as All Day Capable Incorporated. Um, They've been a dedicated sponsor of the show for many years, and I really want to thank them. And uh, I guess I'm just going to say, um, as always, I'm wishing you peace, in your mind, wellness in your body, and tranquility to your spirit. Go forth and live a blissful day. And until next time, take care and be well. And goodbye for now. You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com. Or just click on her websites from the webtalkradio.net page right in front of you. And, of course, you'll want to come right back here next week for another episode of Blissful Living. Thanks for joining us.